Hi, my name is Chloe Ronay, and this is a Conversations with Creatives visual podcast for Opus. We've been delving into the creative cycle, examining how to cultivate creativity. Last month, Danielle Krissa guided us through reimagining and experimentation. Now we've planted the seeds, it's time to roll up the sleeves and get our ideas growing through practice, practice, practice. This month, we're extremely fortunate to have Mandy Borsico, a leading figure in the classical realist movement, sharing her expertise. Mandy was trained in the academic method at the Angel Academy of Art in Florence, and now runs her own private atelier in Vancouver. In this first episode, she's joined by professional artists Amy J. Dick, Eric Louis, and Javed Tabatabe, who shed some light on mastering techniques and explain the importance of practice in their own creative routines. My name is Mandy Borsico. The kind of art that I do is classical realism. And basically it's very naturalistic and extremely realistic in a, an academic sense. The classical method, the academic method uh, involves a lot of practice. It's not just about learning as a beginner, it's about maintaining one's skills and going from competence to mastery. I, I think at every stage there are frustrations. Anytime there's a big jump, so a big jump to something that you're not familiar with, like moving from pencil to charcoal, you find that people's frustration level goes way up and also the quality of the production goes way down. One way to overcome that is to just be consistent and persistent and know that hundreds if not thousands of other people have gone through that same frustration if you just push through you will surmount those difficulties take things slow it's not a race and spend enough time on any one stage to master that and feel really confident and the best way to do that is to just set some time aside every day and devote that time to applied practice and just focus on the job at hand. My name is Amy J. Dick. I'm a visual artist. I often paint figures, but I often mix them with uh, abstract and other things to portray more of the internal environment of the person versus the external. So it's a figurative slash expressionist sort of way of painting. For me personally, it's very important to practice. I approach it two different ways. I'll sometimes intentionally practice. So I'll say, okay, I need to figure out how to get this color combination right, or I need to figure out how to make this person look a certain way. I'm gonna do four of them and see if I can figure this out. I find that I, I love to kind of make work for the purpose of learning how to do a thing. Most of my work is about a challenge of some sort. So it's not really enough for me to just make a piece. I want to also usually overcome something. In some ways, my practice is an actual is actual practice. And, and then I'll, I'll do stuff like, well, I'll open up anatomy books and start drawing the muscles and the skeletal structure. There's tons of things that I've struggled with along the way. It's not, learning to paint is a challenge, um, but some of us really love a challenge. One of the hardest one things that I've had to fight for is, is confidence and trusting myself. Um, so all, all the skills are things that you can learn. You know, you, you take a class, you get a book, you watch a video, and you practice, practice, practice. And generally speaking, you can figure it out. But uh, confidence and trusting in my, my own ability to have something to say, um, and trusting that I have a good way to say it, 
trusting that I'll find my way, that's something that I'm that I've had to really fight for probably more than anything else. You know, the more I teach, because I teach art as well, the more I teach art, the more I realize how much I actually know. So, um, you know, you, like I know it, but I didn't really know how much I knew until I started teaching it. But, oh, okay, I can I can figure all that stuff out. I remember what it's like to be, you know, back there and look at how far I've come. So it just, it, it does come over time. I have uh, regular practices that I do throughout the week. Most days I dig into art in some way. So I have my studio days that I get into the studio and I paint and then I have my days where I work on, you know, the business side of art where I'm working on applying to shows. And then I have uh, days where I'll work on um, like the planning and the brainstorming, uh, figure out where I want to go uh, that, you know, and then I've got some, I've got a couple nights a week where I meet with some artist friends of mine on Zoom and we get together and we work on some of our, our stuff together there. I don't actually think you know, I'll ever be perfect, but I do think that there is a lot to learn and it's really quite a fun ride. Uh, my name's Eric Louie, and uh, I guess my work is sort of the marriage of, of, of two, two things where painting in real life and painting on the iPad. You know, you have to do, you know, a lot of work to get anywhere, really. I think especially with art, you know, it's, um, it's obviously a lifelong trip. Um, and, um, you know, through repetition, obviously, you know, I recommend doing, you know, when I was in art school, we do like, a, you know, do 100 versions of one thing or, you know, where you constantly, you know, play around and just let yourself make mistakes and enjoy the mistakes. And that's where the learning happens. You know, once you're at doing 100, then maybe a thousand paintings, depending on how fast you work, then all of a sudden you're mastering it and then you own it and then you move on to the next thing. But I think anything could be could be learned. For sure, it's just how you manipulate it at the end um, that makes it you. And if you put in the time, I think a lot of people can get anywhere, anywhere, no matter where you come from. So, um, you know, if you're working small, try maybe try and go big. You know, or you know, if, if you're used to working in one or two paintings, do like a series of a hundred. And uh, like the more you evolve it, the better you it becomes. Like there's no doubt. A person who does ten paintings in a year is not going to be as as deep into it as somebody does a hundred or you know whatever the quantity does help and then you know the quality comes along as as a, as you get better i guess you always kind of want to see something you haven't seen yet so if you think you've seen it all in your own body of work then that means you got to do something new there's years where you know yourself better than others and and you know allow yourself to get lost and then it's exciting to find yourself again too this is Javid Tabatabai from Iran. Right now I live in Vancouver. Uh, I'm here since one year ago and uh, I do only watercolor. I learned uh, myself. I don't have it. Uh, I didn't have a teacher and uh, from uh, um, uh, from my, I learned from my experience. Watercolor is, is uh, different technique. Most of time it's very hard and we have to practice every day. Step by step you find your style. For a starter I think you have to paint a design sketch. If you have a good um, design it's not necessary to use most of color. When you um, started to paint with only one color you understand between the contrast light and shadow it's important and then step by step you understand which color is 
good uh, to fix to this. If you want to practice for beginner, please buy a, a quality material. Because when you use a, a not good paper, you, you don't understand uh, the quality of the paper. Watercolor materials is not cheap, it's expensive. If you want to paint, you have to uh, have the best material and practice, practice, practice. I hope you'll tune in for the second episode where we'll continue to explore the theme of practice. We'll be joined by Zoe C, an illustrator for The New Yorker and master carver James Harry. Plus, we'll get some final insight from Mandy Borsico.